Hey, what's going on? You are back listening to the Fitness Business Life podcast. My name is Michael John Lennon, Lenny for short, of course. And on this episode, we have a very special guest. <laughs> so uh, if you're not aware, today, yesterday? Yesterday. Yesterday was my 13th wedding anniversary. And I was posting it on my socials and stuff. And I said that I was going to bring my wife Katrina on here. And so this is me getting found out. What's happening, Kat? Not much. <laughs> so yes, Katrina's here to join me for uh, episode number three of the Fitness Business Life podcast. And we're going to be talking marriage and business, marriage and fitness, marriage and kids. Because, well, I mean, I think in this day and age, uh, 13 years is relatively successful, can you say? Yeah, definitely is. Um, yeah, so uh, we get asked all the time how we met, and I'm sure Katrina's version is going to be slightly different to my version here, but I'm keen to hear it. Well, it was caught on camera, so <laughs> the truth is. <laughs> well, I mean, prior to that wasn't caught on camera, though. Right, okay. So basically, what Katrina's saying is what was caught on so camera. So basically, you, you fancied me for years. Yeah, pretty much. Well, <laughs> From afar. So one of the things we're actually going to talk about here in regards to marriage was you had said earlier on, we were actually having breakfast this morning, and you had seen a quote from someone which basically said, work on your marriage before you get married. Yeah. Yeah, it's at the time to work on your marriage. It's before you get married, not when you're married yeah and we actually didn't do that no we didn't we we just kind of got married, married before we it. knew <laughs> you were meant to work your life out <laughs> yeah um no but uh genuinely though i did fancy you before we even got together in fact i'm pretty sure that uh i seen you it was in like the, the anderson's town news or something and <laughs> It, it might have actually For been my like, 21st birthday. It, it was something, but I seen you there and I remember thinking, Oh, hold on. So obviously you knew who it was because my daddy, yeah. you didn't just randomly see a girl in the Andy town. No, 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 no. I fancy her. No. So my daddy drank and yeah. we were working in your daddy's bar at the time. Yeah. So, my daddy drank it. Yeah. So Katrina's <laughs> father was uh, frequenting my father's pub and I knew him. And you and your sisters and stuff would have come in to see him and yeah. stayed there for a while and you basically took notice of, no notice of me whatsoever. <laughs> oh. None, like none whatsoever. Like you didn't even acknowledge that I existed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I acknowledge it now. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I, I knew Katrina existed <laughs> and I had fancied her for a while. Do you think that's a bit weird though? No. <laughs> anyway. So I, I, I did fancy Katrina for a while and then um I'd seen her I think I'd seen her in like a newspaper or something. I can't remember which birthday it was, but it was so a birthday. 21st. It was her 21st and I said, uh she's gonna be mine. <laughs> I made a I made a decision uh whenever I'd seen her in the paper. And that was probably two years before. Have you seen that photo? <laughs> no, I haven't seen it recently. <laughs> Do you? I want to see it My again, just purely to... Oh, did it? You're not going to be impressed. 
that's gonna like that's gonna bring back memories that yeah. is i want to see that um uh so yeah anyway that happened and then probably a couple of years later we had sort of started chatting um i don't know how that came about what was your well no it didn't what, what happened well you went to my sister's wedding yeah but we were kind of talking briefly before that one wasn't it? no no oh yeah we were yeah we were i was working in the white fort as a waitress and you were in drunk you were working as a waitress in a cocktail, cocktail. bar, but there must have been like there must have been something before even that. I don't know, but anyway, yeah. So I then proceeded to go to Katrina's sister's wedding. Got extremely drunk, and and basically, Gypsy grabbed me on the dance floor, and it was caught on camera. Yep. And the rest is history. Yeah, and you, you, <laughs> you weren't happy either. Like, I mean. Well, I mean, I obviously was. <laughs> but you weren't really showing it. Um, and then we kind of, yeah, so after that, I sort of ditched you for a few days and you weren't happy and you kind of, like, come, it, it then came full circle because you then came into the bar looking for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you're like, I don't want him to go. Um, what attracted you to me in, in the beginning? Your ears. <laughs> and now they're all bashed up and shit from jujitsu, so you're and like, you have I hate ears. <laughs> I'm doing nothing to maintain that attractiveness. Your shoulders and your white shoulder. shirt. Like that, too. Oh, okay. Nice. Your shoulder. <laughs> Good shoulder. So um, like your shoulders, not your ears anymore. <laughs> I think those the ears have massively improved. Okay. Um, okay. Well, I was attracted to everything, not just one part. Okay. <laughs> um, and then we kind of... Moved really quickly. Then. We moved really quickly. So we actually didn't uh, kind of leave each other's side for like weeks. Yeah. And then we moved in together after six months. Is that how quickly it was? Six months? Yeah. And then we got engaged after a year and a half. Jeez. And then we got married another year and a half later. So within three years, we were married. Crazy. And we did not have a clue about life. I know. Like, I I, <laughs> I see photos and stuff of us now, like, on our honeymoon, and I'm just like, what were we? We were kids. I know. Like, we were 26. Yeah. It's nuts. I know. Um, and then, so fast forward a couple of years, a few years actually, we bought the house. Yeah. And then uh, we found out we were expecting Oliver coming along. Yeah. And then... And so obviously during all that time, I was working in the health service as a secretary. Well, clerical assistant receptionist yeah different roles and you were managing your daddy's pub mm. and then yeah uh, we decided i wonder should we have a baby and within a month it was like we're actually having a baby yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were very lucky there like yeah that didn't was, take too long that, that was a shock i actually remember you telling me and i was um 
upstairs uh, in the was to be the first gym, mm. knocking down walls with PJ. After I told you? Well, no. We were knocking down walls and you rang me and told oh, me. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> um, and then I was like, this is crazy. And then continued knocking down walls. Now, at that stage as well, oh my God, not only did I, did we not really have a clue what we were doing because like we had we were like fresh relatively fresh in the marriage kind of fresh no well oliver's what uh, i suppose uh, oliver's 11 yeah yeah about a year year and a half mm-hmm. and so that was still kind of fresh and then i decided to go and leave open a gym yeah. leave my job which put probably a lot of stress on everyone. Well, probably mostly you. Yeah, mostly me. Um, actually, pro- like, I think I remember, like, there was other sort of drivers and stuff there, but I think, I, I, like, I remember that happening and what I was doing on that day, which was creating some sort of facility to, like, because I wanted to create a better life for yeah. us because I was like well what I'm doing right now is not gonna it's not gonna help us live the type of life that we want to live so like I need to do something different and then I think as you ironically as you rang me and said you know we're expecting then that was just like the other trigger that was yeah. like right <clears throat> burn the boats keep, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna keep to going go here like there was no going back then yeah and and then again it was it was all a bit of a blur from uh, and oliver's from oliver was born till he was about one because then straight away we were expecting charlie as well yeah 16 months oliver was yeah and i remember thinking because well for you know a year and a bit we had just oliver there and i was like no it's not just oliver anymore i know and that's going to be a weird thing and then I remember working and doing nothing else but working. And, yeah, I, re- and I, remember I remember feeding a baby and doing nothing else but feeding a baby for hours on end every yeah. day. Uh, and I remember, <laughs> I, I actually always share the story now. So you coming down to the gym one day, absolutely crying your lamps out, probably seven, eight months pregnant with Charlie. And it was because I was non-stop. Like, yeah. I know. It was brutal. It was hard. What was I thinking? Well, you were thinking, I'm going to build a better life here. Yeah. <laughs> when my wife is demented in the house. But it was fine at the time because I was working for the health service. So I was on mm. maternity leave for six months. and It wasn't fine. But it was fine in comparison to what it would be now. Mm. because I'm trying to run a business as well yeah so it was just you had your role I had my role and we just kept going until we came out the other end <laughs> yeah I suppose that would be hard for because like again in my own personal experience I work with and coach a lot of people who you know they're in relationships where they, maybe let's say their partner isn't uh, maybe works like a basic nine to five and then they can't really grasp why 
why do you have to mm. work all of these hours? Why can't you just walk away? Um, maybe they've got kids as well and they're like, uh, you know, you, you need to sacrifice everything that you're doing for the kids because that's what I've done. Yeah, but yeah. But then that's where it's I see it as different the way I look at it and the yeah. way you look at it. But that's we know that, way. so that's okay. Yeah. Well, your way of like sacrificing everything for the kids is to do all you can to provide for them mm. financially. My way is being there and looking after them, raising them and feeding them, <laughs> <laughs> doing everything else in the background so that you can go and do all that. Yeah. And I would like. I remember... And I raised our kids very well. I know. You think, very I know I'm, very, I'm extremely grateful for how you <laughs> raised our kids. Like, uh, and I suppose for anyone listening, we were talking about this today. Like, a lot of the time, people, you only see the highlight reels from other families. Mm. And I tell this story all the time. Like, I actually remember going home at Christmas with minus five grand in the bank and nothing coming in so it's not like I was minus five grand and there was a substantial payment coming in on January 1st I was minus five grand and that was it yeah um I know and it's like I remember thinking I am supposed to be the provider here in this scenario like I'm actually the one that's out working to provide and you were still working in the hospital yeah but that and that was the times when it was frustrating. Yeah. And I can remember saying this to you, like, you're working all these hours and there's no, like, we're not living the highlights. Mm. And that's where it got really frustrating, where yeah. I couldn't kind of understand it. But I still understood it, but it was just like, go back and work for your daddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. Um, and, that, like, to be fair, I think I actually remember, like, we didn't, I don't think we went on holiday. Now, I suppose it just coincided with the kids being young yeah, as well. But the time in which you were pregnant, we didn't go. And then when the kids were like babies and no, toddlers. No, like foreign holiday was, they were four and five or something. Portugal, so that was like five years and later. And then we came back and said we're never going on holiday again. Yeah. It, it wasn't a holiday. Two kids in a hotel room. Just, yeah, it was not a holiday. We needed a holiday when we came back and I suppose like the kids are you know we're talking Oliver is 11 Charlie's 9 yeah and now at this stage I suppose like we both run businesses so you uh you left the Royal Hospital yeah and decided to become a trainer because you were like I I can do exactly well, what you can do I left the Royal to come and do admin, yes. which is what I was good at. Yes. In your gym. Yes, that's right. Yeah. And then I decided, because I loved my own training so much, mm. which I started just after Charlie. So six weeks, Charlie was six weeks and I started training, doing a wee bit at home and stuff, and then do the gym once a week. Well, you were kind of training before the kids as well, but just nothing. Nothing, not strength training, nothing yeah. substantial. It was like Doing me classes here and there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so then you worked in the gym for a little while, and then you ditched us. Yeah. Well, COVID. Well, COVID did happen, but COVID happened. Oh, well, COVID happened. COVID happened. I was still running my online boot camps. 
Oh yeah, that's right. So you were during COVID. I actually forgot about that. Yeah, I had my girls on seven o'clock every morning, torturing them all via Zoom. I mean, I don't know how like <laughs> any of the listeners felt during lockdown and stuff, but I mean, we we were quite fortunate because we actually we we, we moved house just before it. We had just moved, um, yeah, and we had loads of space. Yeah, we had loads of space. Like we like two months, I think, before lockdown. No, well, we moved in September, and then lockdown was about March. So we were uh, here a good few well, months yeah. with Christmas and stuff out of the way, and then yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, well, I suppose COVID kind of happened at the end of that year. So there was things in like January and February Aye, sort of coming out, but lockdown yeah. didn't actually happen. So yeah, it was, we had moved in and COVID happened and... We were meant to go to Iceland. That's right. Yeah, so for... Uh, we had flights booked the very day before that... It was actually on the weekend. So yeah, whatever it day Friday, it was. we collected the kids from school. We collected the kids from school. We were supposed to go to Iceland the next morning. And there was cases there, and then they were talking about people flying and everything. So we just decided not and to go. And we decided not to go. And it just so happened that there was a, an issue with the actual flight as well. Right. One, of your um, one, one of my students who uh, is a firefighter at the airport came back to me and asked me, was I on the flight to Iceland? And I was like, no. They all got disembarked off. They got disembarked it off. It was a live round found on the flight. Uh, um, <laughs> God knows how that got there. We but were not meant to be in Iceland. Yeah, it ended up... Just, she had said that there was only one person who flew um, to uh, Iceland. Um, uh, the kids, God love them, they were looking forward to it forever. Uh, they still talk about it. I know. We owe them a trip to We Iceland. owe them a trip to Iceland. We're going to have to get that sorted. And so then during lockdown, were, how then did you um, end up opening in a pole studio? Well... I think the kind of fitness thing, so I knew I really enjoyed helping women get fit and strong, mm-hmm. but I just, some of the stuff I just couldn't deal with, like nutrition and, because I'm a bit like you when it comes to nutrition, just eat your protein and mm. don't just everything in moderation, whereas I think well, with a lot of women it's a bit more complex than that, because they don't think that that's how it's done and it's like they need more and and I just couldn't deal with that. So I just thought I wasn't helping as much as I could have in being a coach, a trainer. Um, and I had obviously been pole dancing for years. I loved it. I knew how much it helped me after I had the kids. And during lockdown, I was doing a lot of online stuff. And then I just decided I'll do my teacher training. I had my pole in the house and I was actually just planning on maybe just teaching some people from home. And then... I don't know, like why I just decided to go and view. You had seen so much. I seen said somewhere, you yeah, because you were you were sort of talking about it. Should open a studio, should not. Uh, I think again for anyone that knows me, if if someone comes up with an idea and they're like, "What do you think?" I'm like, "Let's go, oh, let's do it." Um, so it was, yeah. I think during lockdown, then there was the opportunity to have a Zoom call with Invest and I, and mm. they helped me with my business plan, and yeah, and then that that property down in Kennedy Way just was there and it was appeared yeah so yeah so i i bought your first uh pole classes way back in the day yeah you did. got you started got You're the studio it's pretty much all my hard work that yeah. the studio is where it is today it is all your hard well i have to say obviously all the stuff that you've done pre-covid going up going to america 
all that stuff. Yeah. Obviously, it help. really helped yeah. me because you were able to just advise me, here's how to run a business. You'd never run a post studio before, but you knew how to run a business. Yeah, there so, was crossovers. Yeah. So mm. I knew, obviously, the struggles that we'd had had at the start of you running a business. I did not want that to happen to me. Mm. So for once in my life, I listened to you, <laughs> took your advice. And yeah, it's just great. I mean, I opened, was meant to open in January 2021. Mm-hmm. I sold out on... Do you remember the Black Friday? Yeah, that's right. Even though we were still in lockdown. Yeah. Yeah. And then places started opening up again. And then the Boxing Day lockdown hit and I couldn't open them in January. But everyone that signed up with me, bar one Carried over. Yeah, yeah, Waited until April. Until Mm. May, sorry. Crazy. I know. And that was just because you were like, I mean, all you had done up until that point was really just post videos of you. Yeah train and pull and that was it and loads of people were yeah. engaging with it and I was talking on on camera at that stage as well because you had got me to do it during my portion stuff so I was able to just tell people what pole was about and what it had done for me and and then yeah I think because it's so visual as well a lot of people just got really interested in it yeah and when you mentioned America like I uh, one of the things that I'll never forget was whenever I was going there, because again, that was a stress on us as well. That was, yeah. Because like you was, told me the amount of money you were paying Craig Valentine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was I traveling was to like, America. What are you doing? I know, like three times a year, three and four times a year sometimes, because there was like different events going on. And <clears throat> I, like, I remember the kids as well, because this was me obviously investing in coaching and mentorship and, um, uh, and, and accountability as well and I remember leaving one time and the kids both the kids like coming over to me and just crying yeah and I remember thinking why am I doing this like these these two don't want me to go like I'm their you know I'm their father figure and I'm fucking ditching to America for five days and um but our Oliver always took it hard because he always yeah. when you weren't here he always kind of thought he had to be like, like he would have slept in bed beside me and all, yeah, like my yeah. protector because he's the oldest in the house. Yeah. Whereas now it's fine because Lenny's here. The dogs. <laughs> Lenny <are>. protects everything. <laughs> Speaking of marriage, is it very nearly ended whenever, whenever I brought Lenny home? Oh, don't even talk to me about Lenny. <laughs> um, I was, that's the, like literally the only time where I can genuinely say I would have <laughs> left you, to be honest. <laughs> Oh, and God. you recorded it and put it all over Instagram. <laughs> 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 Nearly the downfall of our marriage. Um, because, yeah. like, we're a pretty good team. Like, we would talk and agree on stuff. Well, usually I just say it how it is and you yeah. agree. But that, like, I don't know where you grew the balls up there. Just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Fair play to you. Well, here, <laughs> you know, it's like you... I don't think you could live without him now. Like, no, you're like, I definitely Len- could. Len- <laughs> Len- <laughs> Lenny will look after us when I'm away. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, that's kind of pretty much the journey up until now. The kids are up. Uh, well, they're up. They're well, nine they're, and 11, but it feels like, yeah. feels they're like they're, they're, they look they're after themselves. They're independent. They feed themselves. It's, well, <laughs> well, kind of. Breakfast. Um, breakfast. And they are genuinely two great kids, two great um two little troopers two two little terrorists may i add because they have me absolutely like <laughs> terrorized because <laughs> like i can't even say anything to them like i'll ask them 
uh, a serious question and the two of them just bust out laughing in my face <laughs> and I, like so the, I mean I suppose the thing is on that front you're so you're pretty stern with them yeah and so they tend to take you less seriously because you're stern with them all the time <laughs> stern all the time well you know what I mean I mean like yes I have get them to school yes. and all that so you're that's not being stern that's making sure that they the, do with life yeah yeah no I get that so sometimes you know you'll be shouting you'll be the one that's shouting all over the house <laughs> yes. at 8 a.m in the morning whereas I'm kind of just sitting there on my laptop quiet drinking coffee, drinking coffee and in my own world just chilling <laughs> <laughs> nothing going on but I think and because I'm not the one that's like running about shouting all over the house whenever I do then uh <laughs> like crack up at them a little bit then they kind of listen because we're already yeah, there because I have to be I'm sent yeah 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 um so yeah just that's good cop bad cap on the kids yeah um so yeah that's it up until now if uh what would you for let's say any young couples out there now i want to say young we're 40 in june <laughs> hold on we're not 40 yet in june, in june. um yeah. so for you some young couples out there now maybe just starting out uh in their relationship maybe thinking about getting married thinking about having kids thinking about running a business how like what advice would you give them to manage all of that chaos and come out the other end of it in a positive light i suppose well they, they obviously need to know each other's goals because if they're both planning on running a business and they both want kids then how like to me that would just be a minefield mm. i wouldn't even know where to begin there i think for us it was like we both wanted kids but I was quite happy to just be at home with the kids and you were quite happy to go and run the business and yeah. that was okay yes a few yeah. times it was like oh this is stressful but there was never any resentment there like I never resented the fact that you were doing that and I'm sure you never resented the fact that I was sitting in the house <laughs> definitely not <laughs> um so yeah I think you just need to definitely discuss where it's going in the future, like what it looks like, yeah. what the future looks like. Because if two people are running a business and there's a baby then comes along and the man feels like I'm the man, I don't mind the baby. But the woman's also trying to run a business and there's, mm. there's big issues there. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I mean fucking hell even i suppose for like anyone that's single and i was actually talking to like a group of students about this the other day i honestly don't know how today people can do that shit like i really don't like i'm just do what just like dating yeah just that process it just seems <laughs> swiping I, it, swiping yeah. yeah it just seems so much more messed up and again it was like 15 years ago 16 years ago when yeah, you and I started yeah. started going out so they're like all right Facebook was there but you weren't even on Facebook I wasn't even on Facebook no so I mean it was definitely just meeting someone out and then texting them yeah because like you had to like at least connect with someone in mm -hmm. real time 
and get a feel for them in real time. Yeah. Or feel them in real time. <laughs> in your case. In my case. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. But uh, <laughs> like, I don't know now today. Really I know, I know. Like it's definitely <laughs> like you didn't hear that on this podcast. Um. Yeah, just now it just seems like so much harder. Even though it's easier. Even though it's easier because all you need to do is like swipe right or left. I know, but or you message someone or whatever. Just a photo. Yeah. Like it's, it's catfishing yeah. people, yeah. catfishing each it's, other, and yeah. it, it's easier. But at the same time, it's created a lot Have more chaos. Have you ever chaos. had a look on a Tinder? No, I actually haven't. I did. <laughs> right. Okay. What did, what did you find on there? <laughs> it wasn't for myself. It was my friends. But I just asked her to show me her Tinder, and then I was going, "Oh, he's okay," and she was just like, "No, no," she's just swiping them all. Right. And some of them I thought were all right, but she obviously has different tastes than me. Obviously. <laughs> but she was just, no, just savage. It's like, how are you meant to meet someone if you're such a savage? <laughs> yeah, she was just, Jesus. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel for the sort of younger generation in that sense, because I, don't, I honestly don't know. That, like. Well, I mean, they could just come and do your course. Many couples of you yeah in fairness like we have quite a quite a number of um young class students 20 plus year olds <laughs> who have all met each other and i mean that i suppose like if i was to look at it i would be like well that's probably if you're gonna try to find love well then go to the environment the environment yeah. which will you know dictate your outcome. yeah yeah because it's, it's like all right whenever so he, so here's the thing as well, right? So whenever we met, we were out like partying together and all my friends were all partying together and like we were having parties in the house. Yeah. We were both like working in just basic day jobs and stuff. We had time to party. We had time to party. And then um, we had the, so I suppose we connected in a sense and that, not really knowing them, but we, it was similar values. And then we had the kids and then well, Whenever. that's the thing, is it? Because our values changed. Yes. Together. Yeah. Whereas some people maybe would meet when they're younger and then their values would change, but they would be completely different. Yep. And that's where you then find that people will start then drift, drift off. apart. But ours changed together. Like we hardly drink anymore. Do you know, we both train a lot. You would always been really into your training. I wasn't hmm. overly. But obviously I'm now. Picked that up whenever you met me. Yeah, well, basically, you took me up Cape Hill and all running. Never done that in my life. <laughs> yeah. You read uh, exercise classes in the dockers. Yeah. Go yeah. Because, uh, again, you do see people that maybe they they do connect on that front and they're, you know, going out in a couple of years and then one of them decides, I don't really like living li- life mm-hmm. like this here and maybe they go on some sort of fitness journey or change their career or start to question how they're living their life and then the other person is just happy doing what they're doing and then they tend to yeah so then it's all going wrong drift off um would you say that it is uh better to wait until you're older to try to find the one or do you need to um do you need to like test do you need to test the waters essentially like, do you need to go through that in order to know what's right? Do you need to know what's right and what's wrong? It just wrong? depends. 
Yeah. Because they're good, like we met when we were younger. Yeah. Just what we've just said, they're you're drinking, but then our values change together. Mm. Whereas if you, I think sometimes maybe if you wait till you're older, it's harder because then you're, you're going to have such a list of things. You're going to know what type of person you want at that stage. Yeah. And you're going to have such a list of stuff that's like, if I don't get this, I am out of there. Do and, you know what I mean? Because it's like you'll be like, ticking. yeah, you'll be. I'm speaking from a woman's perspective. Yeah. If she, if a woman wants kids, her time is ticking. Right. It's different for a man. And have kids with their and the th- yeah, the thing is, like, you'll be set in your ways as well. If yeah. you're, and then it's harder to let someone in. Isn't yeah. it? If you're set. Jesus, like I feel for like I I feel for people who are younger. I feel for people who are older trying to get into relationships. It's fucking hard. You know, you're so lucky. You found me. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 like I, no, I genuinely am. I'm very, I'm extremely fortunate on that front. And um, that's another thing. It obviously it comes down to then it's the respect of each other and knowing that, hmm. like knowing how good we both are for each other and respecting that as well. Yeah, I. Uh, so I've been. Uh, for the last couple of years then obviously like I said we the, the kids are up now and I mean I was generally like coasting in business and every so often I decide to uh just fucking go apeshit and just try to like not try to change everything I do change everything and then so for the last couple of years you know we've had the franchise which has placed a lot of stress again stress on today. everyone and we've had the the events, the ECA Summit, and all of that on top of your business going on. But to be fair, like I could have done it at a at a far worse time, or at worse times. Oh, could you? Yeah, yeah. Like when? Um, I mean, I could have left it until it was too late, or I could have done it too early. I think it was around about the right time to be taking on the amount of work that the two of us do at this stage. And again. I think it's also, uh, it's important that, so me having done that, you know, for the last number of years and you're, how many years in you into the studio now? I'll be three in May. Three, right. So, I mean, you're balls deep in work right now as well. Yeah. <laughs> and so I know what it takes to do that. And so I respect that as well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Whereas again, I don't think some people, uh, first of all, know what it takes to be running a business and being in a relationship at the same yeah. time. But then even if they do know, they're like, and I don't want to say it's selfish, but you can kind of get caught up in your own story where yeah. you're like, oh, this has to be all about me and everything else. And then you're unwilling to then let the person do what they need to do. Yeah. To, I know, but then on the other side of that, because yeah. obviously you had to, because I'm working like, out in the evenings now mm-hmm. so then you had to really change how you were doing things because oh, you had to start putting a wash on yeah making the dinner dropping the kids to football yeah which to me i always felt guilty about at the start and like it was a massive change for both of us because you weren't used to doing all that stuff uh-huh. and to me that stuff comes so easy whereas to you it's like an extra job yeah I so don't... that was a struggle but i think we're good now aren't we yeah, I actually You're did. still you still shouldn't be doing washing because you don't know to be fair, like how I, it works. I am on top of that. No, you're um not. so I kinda touched on this here, right? One thing that 
I suppose I just kind of roll my eyes at a little bit is people who display a different type of relationship on social media than what they oh, actually yeah. have in person. Yeah. Right. And again, like, I suppose they look around and feel like they have to put on some sort of show to validate their relationship. Right. So I was actually thinking about this today. Like you and I genuinely, I, w- I think I could count on my hand the amount of proper arguments that we've had throughout the years. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Like we've never really had no. like... Like I, I say, the, the only one that would come to mind for me was the Lenny one. I'm not thinking <laughs> an argument. It was just me storming out of the house and not coming back for a full day. But yeah, I mean, we would have discussions. Yeah. Disagreements where then you just end up agreeing with me. Yeah, I just end up accepting that you're right yeah. and I'm wrong <laughs> and I was stupid about yeah. it. Because with... let's face it, yeah. you know, as a man, I do stupid <laughs> shit. Right. I I don't read the instructions on anything. <laughs> right. I was just like, I'll figure it out myself, I'll put it up myself, whereas you will investigate all the instructions. Everything. You'll yeah. investigate everything. But anyway. So yeah, the, the if we're talking about flat pack furniture, yeah. that's not my job. Yeah. <laughs> you're yeah. not out near me. Okay, so it's like know what you're good at and accept what you're wrong with. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I suppose there are people who like portray this well i actually thought you were going to say there you could count on your hand how many times we've posted each other on our instagram yeah well, because it's very few we we kind of do that on like we done it yesterday yeah. for our anniversary and but it's not like we're constantly yeah it's like you know uh, i'll i'll wish you happy birthday to your face and we'll go for dinner yeah. you know it's like <laughs> it's not that we're bombarding the world with that. and again some people do and are in, a, in an extremely happy relationship and you know show that all over the place but like how many times have you seen people and it's almost like they're they're just masking their true reality where they're uh, and they feel like they have to show something completely different to the rest of the world to validate their relationship and you know posting all of these pictures which is my love my darling my yeah, forever I know. and next thing you know they're split up and like, it's and then that's all over social media as well all the drama surrounding the drama surrounding and it's like hold on what just happened there i know you know like like again these things happen relationships break down uh i always tell people there's basically five love languages so you've got gift giving you've got acts of service you've got quality time touch and words of affirmation yeah. Right. And so what happens is whenever relationships break down, it's because people aren't speaking their love languages. And by the way, Katrina's is quality time first and foremost. <laughs> uh acts of service as well. Yeah. Like you putting the bins out for me. Yeah, mine's is just touch. Yeah. And <laughs> words, words of, of affirmation. affirmation. Yes. You are amazing, big lad. <laughs> yep. Um, and so what happens is relationships just break down and like as we've discussed, like values change and people change and uh, they sometimes don't change together and they go separate ways and, and that's like it's just part of life but then at the same time accept it for that and you don't need to justify your relationship to the rest of the world yeah. like if it works good keep going it's it, it's there for both people like the relationships it exists to help 
both people, you know, live their life in a way that they want to live it. It's not so that the rest of the world sees the relationship and, um, you know, basically, uh, you don't need permission to uh, like let the rest of the world please approve of me. Yeah, you know, you please don't approve of you, us. Please, like, yeah, that was the word I was looking for. You don't need approval from the rest of the world for your relationship. Is like if you're happy, get on with it. Yeah. Um. Okay, so we're gonna wrap it up here. But uh, what would be your uh final piece of advice for? Let's say from a woman's perspective. On what? On supporting um, their partner. Like, well, well, what are some of the things that, uh, and again, <clears throat> from a, a mother's perspective, from a woman's perspective, like, what are some of the things that you feel like maybe you made mistakes on? All right, nothing. I don't make <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Uh, or what would you say that you done right, and you would suggest that uh, other women learn from? Well, I don't think I really would say other women should learn from me, but I think for us, we were just lucky. Again, I'll say it in that I was quite a maternal person. Like when we had kids, I was quite maternal. I wanted to stay at home, feed the babies. Well, I slowly regretted that when I got sick when I was breastfeeding Oliver. But yeah, it was just, we kind of knew our roles, really. I think when you kind of know your role and you agree on stuff, then it just makes life a lot easier. Mm. But also, obviously, respecting each other's roles. It wasn't like you're saying, oh, she's in the house with the kids because that's where she belongs. It was like, she's in the house with the kids because this is what we've agreed on and this is how we're going forward. Yeah. Where I think sometimes, especially these days, because obviously there's a lot of women who are like, I don't want to be in the house with the kids. I don't want to be at working. And, but then the man's saying, well, that's where you should be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, I think it can just get very, very confused. The roles can get very confused and maybe that leads to extra stress on a relationship yeah the dynamics today have changed we would be massively. very old school yeah, yeah, yeah and i'm not saying we're right because yeah. we're old school but it's it's right for us yeah and i do think that that has helped us obviously grow in our relationship and be together so long because then when i decided well i'm going to open a business and you were able to step in and go okay well now i'm going to be in the house making the dinner because there's no choice <laughs> unless you're mm. going to hire a chef but yeah so nice okay so um if you are getting into a relationship and by the way like the person you choose to marry is probably the biggest business decision you'll make in your life as well um i've said this here quite often like if uh and final closing thoughts on this here love is like a fart <laughs> if you have to force it it's probably shit. So, you know, if you're getting into some sort of relationship and you feel like you have to force it at this point in time and in future, it's not going to work well. The values are going to collide. Um, I would always uh, offer my own personal advice on this here and say, you know, just think long and hard about your relationships and ask yourself, how is it going to look in 
um, five years, ten years, and yeah. yeah. Well, I always say that's what I would always say as well. Like, what, like the person you're going home to, or what goes on in your four walls at home, is is the most important. Mm. Like that's the most important relationship in your life. Because if you're going home to arguing and stress, and and you've just left your business, and you're stressed, then you're just going to be stressed on top of stress. Yeah. So yeah, it all starts at home. Happiness needs to be there. Otherwise, yeah, your life's just gonna be like a fart. <laughs> Love is like a fart. If you have to force it. It's probably shit. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, as always, if you got value from this here, please share it with a friend who needs to hear. Bye. Bye. How long did we talk for? 44 minutes. Right. What do you have to do now? Uh, it's just... Um... <laughs>